It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. Well, New Hampshire is a very big key state in the race for president. And the state has a very popular GOP governor, Governor Chris Sununu, who is currently serving his fourth term. And he joins us now here in the studio, of course, as we continue with Congressman Peter King. Uh, Governor Sununu, it is so great to have you here in the studio. Oh, thank you. This is fun. This is a, this is a good time. I'm being down in New York. It's exciting. It's like going to the zoo. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> it I get to come zoo. down and you get to see kind of all the liberal snowflakes and you know, remind them that, uh, you know, ask them just to, for a little thank you every now and then to remind them that everything that is made, produced, grown, all the food in the world, it all comes from the red state. So you just got to remind them every once in a while with a little poking and prodding. Well, I think they're used to it because mm. a lot of people, by the way, are fleeing New York, sadly. Um, you know, I want to talk, you recently went to the NRA. Yeah. Um, you talked about gun rights, also talked about sort of federal government versus states' rights. What do you say as you are here in New York and you're seeing, obviously, a lot of crime on Unfortunately. Yeah, look, I mean, you got to get to whatever you're talking about when it comes around firearms and safety and safe communities. Uh, you got to get to the crux of the issue. We, no one is immune from a, a mass shooting or a school tragedy. I mean, we see that all the time now. It is a, an, a, an epidemic, if you will. But what's at the crux of it? Well, mental health issues and lack of mental health services around kids and lack of awareness, uh, you know, kind of more community-driven awareness and the disassociation kids have with what's with the other positive impacts in their lives and all these things. So though that's really at the crux of it. For, for that instance, you have crime. Well, what's at the crux of crime? Well, when you start defunding the police, guess what? You're going to have crime problems. So let's make sure that we're supporting law enforcement, keeping our communities safe, talking about kind of the cohesion of families and how to, again, stay connected with your community. So we can talk about gun laws and, uh, you know, abolishing this and abolishing that. But, you know, that's not what the issue is really about. It doesn't mean you ignore it. You got to have the conversation. But the the data just proves out. Right. I mean, the most restrictive gun laws in the country in Chicago. Chicago is rampant with with murder and and crime and and frankly, you know, uh, violent criminals that are going unprocessed. That's a whole nother issue that, that's out there. Bail reform, you know, this, these laws that of bail reform that are spurred up that I think on the surface, it was, a, it was, a, it was the right idea, but uh, in practical application, it hasn't worked, right? It's really created a lot of problems and really kind of, excuse the pun, put the handcuffs on police officers in terms of what they can do to k- keep communities safe. So at the end of the day, I, I'm an engineer by trade. I was a civil and an environmental engineer, and I just always want to redesign the system for a better outcome. That's all that matters is the result. Governor, you mentioned the gun laws. When I was in Congress, I voted for a number of those laws. But if all of them passed, they were all enacted, that would have a minimal impact on crime. The fact is, it's the bad guys having the guns. That's and it. not only having them, but knowing if they get caught, they're not going to get locked up. And we had Juliana here as mayor and Bloomberg and Ray Kelly as the commissioner. These, I'm sure there was almost as many guns then there are now. These guys were afraid to bring them out in the street. They knew if they were stopped and frisked and found with a gun, automatic years in jail. Yep, three strikes laws and yeah, things of that nature. Yeah. You, you, when you create the deterrence, they work. I mean, those yeah. have been absolutely right. proven. So, um, again, you want to be sensible. You know, we're one of the most pro-Second Amendment states in, in firearm free freedom states in the country and constitutional carry and all of that sort of thing. And we're also ranked uh, the, one of the safest states in the country because we support law enforcement and we, we make sure we're connected to communities. But make no mistake, no one is immune 
right? No one is going to pass enough laws that uh, the, the mass shootings just stop in their state or violent crime just absolutely stops because of some law that we haven't thought of yet. Mm-hmm. Even red flag laws. Again, they, they sound great, but I was looking at a, at a piece of data recently that said the red flag laws in Chicago of the 1,800 murders that have happened in the past two or three years, I think red flag laws were implemented four times, something like that. Yeah. So, okay, maybe a decent idea, but in practical, when it tried to get enforced, it didn't really work. So what's the solution, Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire? What's the solution? Uh, Well, for me, for me, a lot of this is driven on mental health. That's where a lot of my focus is and, and around undiagnosed mental health for kids and, and having a response teams, right? Having teachers be part of it. Your, Your kids are in school most of their day, right? So let's make sure teachers, I passed a law that said every teacher needs at least two hours of mental health and suicide awareness training. Very simple, right? So that they understand the warning signs and what might be there and what what to do. What about armed guards? What about armed, whether it's veterans or... Absolutely. Harden your schools. So I invested about $60 million into better lockdown systems, communication systems, SROs, our school resource officers, uh, hardening of the schools and and allow and making sure that that can all happen. Communication is a a big part of it. You know, if there's a crisis, uh, how do you respond? Whose responsibility? Those chains of command. We've seen that unfortunately time and again not work out. But in New Hampshire, we have systems that we know, God forbid, something should happen. Systems that we can rely on that know that we're going to get the best response fastest. But uh, but look, it's it's not about ignoring the problem. It's really about addressing all the issues at the crux and being sure that you can respond uh, appropriately. You know, uh, you've had great success in New Hampshire, uh, Governor. Have Sununu. I? Yeah, you well, let's have. Let's talk about way, some of those amazing polls. Well, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, by the way, a lot <laughs> we of people. We don't have all day. Yeah, we don't oh, have all my day. Goodness. Yeah, you got the. You know, he's uh, King's Highway, and and the King and I are named after uh, right. Governor. You know, I mean the the Congressman yeah. King. Um, but let me. Let me start with you with um, property taxes. You've reduced property taxes by $100 million. Um, that's pretty impressive. Oh, that was last year. Yeah, I know, that was but that's last... amazing. So my, my thing is really simple. When you have, I have, all, I have to balance the budget every year. And I try to, that's my biggest frustration with the federal government is that, <clears throat> look, let's take a step back. There's no more, there's no greater responsibility in government and in, in the private sector too, than managing other people's money. Right. You took time from your family. It's your blood, sweat and tears. You worked hard. That's your money. Now, when you entrust it to someone like a governor or a legislature, they darn well better treat it responsibly. And so we I have to balance my budget every year. I have surpluses every year. I cut taxes every year and we still have these massive surpluses. So we don't create more government. We're we, fantasizing we send it back. about it in New York. We send it back to property taxpayers and we say, here, we're going to send you cash to offset your property taxes or the, what is typically a town project. Maybe it's a town road or a town bridge. We'll pay for that, right? So we send cash back to the cities and towns just to give everyone that economic freedom because it's it, it ain't my money. Well, if we it's cut yours. to the chase, <laughs> is there a lane for a governor of New Hampshire with a record like yours to run for president? In the of abstract. Course. In the abstract. No, or, or in the very real okay. today. Let's okay. talk about, yes. No, I, look, there's no doubt people are looking for someone who if, that is results driven, right? And by the way, never buy that, well, I only had four years. I didn't have enough time to do what I needed to. Do you know I have to get elected every two years as governor? And if I don't get enough done, I can't go complain to the citizens I didn't have enough time. I, I had Democrats clogging it up. I work with Democrats, Republicans. I always get my conservative agenda. And I can done. identify with so, you to this extent. I've been up in New Hampshire for a few presidential campaigns with different candidates. They are the toughest people to deal with. Everybody yes. in New Hampshire thinks he's going to pick the next president. Got to earn it. Oh, my <laughs> God, look, we, 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 we need to look you in the eye, right? You're a presidential candidate. We're going to look you in the eye. We're going right. to buy off on you as a person 
even before we get to the politics, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's I think, why we have such high voter turnout, right. such high participation, and why we're so damn good at the first in the nation primary. So I'm going to follow up after Congressman King. Uh, you said there obviously seems to be a lane. When will you decide? Have you decided? No, I haven't decided yet. I mean, I'll probably decide this summer. Um, look, let's, let's talk about Iowa for, for a quick second, right? Only about 15 or 16 percent of Republicans even participate in the Iowa caucus, which means 85, 80 to 85 percent of Republicans aren't even invited to the table. They're waiting for someone to invite them, someone that's affable, someone they can believe in, someone that's inspirational, someone that ain't just yelling at them all the time. I think we're all tired of that. Politicians yelling at each other. No one gets inspired by getting yelled at. Are you kidding? That's crazy. So you've got to be results driven with the right attitude. Uh, I think America's looking for it, whether it's me or somebody else. I mean, I'm, we're, we're very strongly looking at it. But there's a huge lane here to be a little bit different, a little more positive, a little more results driven with a record of success. And I think it can be transformative, not just for the country, but just the Republican Party. I want winners. Like, I'm a Republican. I want Republicans to win in November of 24. And we are really bad at our message. Is it possible for Donald Trump to win the general election? No. November 20, it cannot happen. The math says, I'm an engineer, I'm telling you, there's no logical way it happens. Either, let's, let's keep it super simple. If you believe he lost in 2020, which he did, uh, then obviously he can't win in 24, right? Because there's no undecided voters. There's very few voters that are going to flip. Now, if you believe, well, the election was stolen from him. Oh, okay. So he was a sitting president where the election was stolen, where the the Dems stole the election from him. Well, then if he's not a sitting president, aren't they just going to do the same thing again? If that's what you really believed. So, so you either be- way, you the logical argument. Yeah. E- either way, the logical argument says he can't win in November of 24. So, and- Look, we're Americans. The United States of America is founded on the next big thing, the next 2.0, the next technology, the next big idea, the next voice. We don't settle. We don't go backwards, right? That is not in our DNA and the American spirit. So I think there's a huge opportunity to say, hey, there's a new idea, a new generation, a new generation of the Republican Party. And if it's me or someone else leading it, I think that's a great thing for everybody. All right. Well, you have to come back here when you announce, okay? Anytime. All right. Anytime. Governor Chris Sununu of the great state of New Hampshire. So glad to have you. Here with Congressman Peter King. You're terrific, and we can't wait to have you back on again.